Garbage Film. This is the show that seeks to prove that arty and trashy movies have a lot in common, and you don't need to enjoy just one or the other. We'll take this week's movie and pair it with something artier or trashier and hope that you discover a new unexpected favorite, or at the very least, are entertained. That's right. It's a new year, so it's a new intro. (laughs) New year, new me, new words. But same old us. I'm Nick, one of your hosts, and uh, with me, as always, she stayed over the calendar year. It's a new fiscal, and we're (laughs) both in it still, is Erin. Hi, Erin. Hi, Nick. Welcome back. Thank you so much. My books are closed. That's Uh, good. I'm ready to, I don't know, what do you do in finance? Taxes. Ledger things. <laughs> Taxes. Heath Ledger things. Yes. That's it, right? <laughs> it's going to be a weird show. Yeah, it is. Buckle down. Speaking of a weird show, welcome to the first in what I'm trying to call <laughs> Jan Urukairi. That's pretty good. <laughs> All right. The important thing, though, is that it's fantasy month. We are <laughs> trying to get even farther from reality this month. <laughs> as we we t- figured we might as well just... I I still, every time you say the word, I feel my soul leave my body a little bit. I have to say it differently every time because it never quite works like I want it to written down. It's January, but with Urukai yeah. crammed in there really awkwardly. Yeah, which those are the best portmanteaus, the ones that you have to really like really squint your eyes and think about. And also, it doesn't make sense when you hear it or see it. <laughs> Perfect. I like to think of myself as a communicator. <laughs> uh, oh. And... This will be obvious from the name Jan Urukairi, but we are of course talking this episode and the next couple episodes about that old Lord of the Rings trilogy, which turns twenty years old this year. Yeah, God. which is, or I guess last year it turned twenty. It's it's a twenty year old movie. Let's yes. say that. that Let's first say one. that. And of course, we're starting off with the first Lord of the Rings movie, Fellowship of the Ring. Strangers from distant lands, friends of old. You've been summoned here to answer the threat of Mordor. Each race is bound to this fate, this one doom. Bring forth the ring, Frodo. Counting down. So, it's a movie. It's a movie. It's quite a movie. We're going to be discussing the extended edition. Yeah, this was... um, I've only ever seen the theatrical ones before. And uh, as Aaron likes to do each Christmas time, Christmas is a Lord of the Rings marathon time. Yeah, you sit down. If you have put on real pants, you have failed. You (laughs) sit down and... Eat cheese and watch all of the Lord of the Rings movies. And this year we did the extended editions, which you had seen. This is my first time seeing them. Yes. Going through them all for the first time. Yeah. Yeah. Which was a trip. 
uh, an extra movie's length on top of... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> easily another movie or two in there. Yeah, so my review of that before even going through is it does feel like a better, more well-rounded time totally. going through the extended ones, but I don't know that I have a lot written down on what the big differences are or anything like that. As it comes up, yeah. we'll enjoy it and point it out if it's necessary. Yeah, so we just spent 12 hours banging these bad boys out, and now we're going to talk <laughs> oh about them. So, just some info in case you don't know about Lord of the Rings. <laughs> Just in case. Just in case. It's so weird. Yeah. But not unheard of, I yeah, suppose. Everyone's got blind spots. Yeah. This is from 2001, which was 20 years ago, as previously discussed. <laughs> um, directed by Peter Jackson. Screenplay by him, Philippa Bowens, and Fran Walsh. Just some of the ensemble cast we got in there. Cast your mind back to a young Elijah Wood, hmm. a younger Ian McKellen. You got Liv Tyler, Viggo Mortensen, Sean Astin, Kate Blanchett, John Rhys-Davies, Billy Boyd, Dominic Monaghan, Orlando Bloom, Christopher Lee, Hugo Weaving, Sean Bean, Ian Holm, and I'm going to cut it off there. (laughs) And suck in the oxygen. Yeah. And the rest. This is the definition of an ensemble cast. Oh boy. Literally the title of the movie is, hey, there's nine guys in this. It's a lot of guys. (laughs) It is a lot of guys. Yeah. When you break it down, it's over an hour per guy. And I will say one thing about the extended edition that I liked is that I always felt like watching the theatrical ones, it is very much like, check out Frodo and Sam and how here's a bunch of other people coping. And the rest. Yeah. yeah. And this feels like, this actually feels like you're fleshing out the whole ensemble, which was cool. (laughs) Totally. Yeah. Much more of an arc for each person. Yeah. Yeah. So let's run through the plot of this three-hour bad boy. (laughs) Over to you. (laughs) Oh, yeah, here we go. So uh, cut me off when I hit too many proper nouns. (laughs) In the beginning, we get the prologue. We're talking about the second age of Middle-earth, where elves, dwarves, and men are given rings of power. We go through the big breakdown of who's got what. Isn't, in the grand scheme of things, it's not that... Doesn't really matter. It's just kind of set I think the only thing that helps to know is that Galadriel has one. Yeah. Because she commiserates with Frodo about it. And Sucks, the men it? have... The real, like, the oh. note they love to hit is that men cannot be trusted. Human <laughs> beings cannot be fucking trusted with power at all. But that's all they want so bad. They want to be important. I agree with yeah. Peter Jackson and <laughs> J.R.R. Turns Tolkien. out that's the whole vibe. Yep, because the men get the nine rings, which turn them into the Nazgul, as we find out later. But uh, we got that one ring, the titular ring, to rule them all. I wonder why Sauron bothered to make... Was he, like, buddies with them before? And he's like, here you go, jewelry. I feel like the thing that they're glossing over is, like, they were all just buds. Yeah. And Sauron's just like, I hate these fucking people. Assholes that I work with. (laughs) Because he just used to be an elf or whatever. He was just a dude. Yeah, he's just some guy. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Is my understanding. I haven't read the uh, appendices. I think you're right. Yes. But a final alliance of once the Ring of Power comes along, everybody else bands together, cuts off Sauron's finger, and we get uh, Isildur gets gets the ring, which shrinks down to his nice size. Yes, a man. uh, A human man. When I say men, it's going to be like in the context of humans, not just like Mm. bros, but it is mostly bros. It's mostly bros, yeah. Yes, a man kills Sauron eventually. Yep. By my mistake, mostly, but it's like, ah, so this is mine now. Which is the, I love as the thing of like, the only time men do good things is when they don't mean to, and it's by accident, and they totally go like, oh yeah, (laughs) Yeah. I meant to do that. Oh yeah, that was, uh, and I deserve to be rewarded for it. Thank you. And so he 
takes that ring and he should destroy it, but he doesn't. And he gets killed and it falls in a lake. 2,500 years later, Gollum gets it. 500 years later, Bilbo Baggins gets it. <laughs> and then here we are. We're at the beginning of the movie. So basically, there's a ring. <laughs> In short, there's a ring, and it's not even this. that important that there's a lord of it yeah. at this point. Not you'll you'll find out later. You don't need the setup; it's fine. Uh, Peter Jackson hated putting the prologue, and he didn't want it. He <laughs> wanted to start with concerning hobbits. That's where he wanted it to start. That feels right. Yeah. I I get it, but yeah. I do like the setup because then you go to this very charming, you know, rural, yeah. idyllic, cute place, and you're like, oh, so. It's nice here. Yeah. None of that stuff in the beginning has, like, touched this area. But you know it's lurking out there. Kind yeah, of, if you as soon as you step foot outside whatever this little county is, <laughs> there's going to be some shit, but yeah. not here. So I not. like that. Yeah, I do like that. Originally, Jackson was like, let's just do a big prologue. It's going to be, like, 20 minutes or whatever. Right. And the studio was like, that sucks. Don't do that. <laughs> give us, give it to us all of that content, but do it in two minutes. And they were very adamant. Of about course two they minutes. were. He's yeah, like, okay, sure. what about 15? Okay, what about seven? Seven okay? And seven minutes, yeah. What with seven? They were fine with it. Jesus. <laughs> How long does it take for us to hit a title card? Like the Fellowship of the I Ring I think it's that. Card. I think it's ten minutes in. Oh, okay. Yeah. Which right. isn't as long as you'd think. Not really, yeah, yeah considering. So uh, I guess the beginning of the movie proper, we're in the Shire where the hobbits live, our cute little halflings. Yes. We get our. Uh, I think this is an extended edition thing, but you get the cute like concerning hobbits. Here's you know they're yes. Bilbo's they writing his book and and describing how hobbits are just like they love to eat and smoke weed and they don't do anything else. Nope, they just kind of. And if you try and take that away from them, God help you. They'll just kind of petulantly argue with each other, hold their little grudges. It feels like rural town living. Exactly, like just a small town, but a country, I guess. I, yeah, I guess so. Uh, so we're there, and it's his 111th birthday. Uh, Bilbo reveals to Gandalf, who's come to the birthday celebrations, uh, that he intends to leave the Shire for one last adventure, and he's gonna leave his inheritance, including the ring, to Frodo. Gandalf has to, like, follow up with him, like, no, leave the ring. Seriously, it's still in your yeah. pocket. Leave the yeah. ring. Bilbo. Yep. No. Hey. Get that great shot of him dropping it, and it's thunk, thunk on the floor. And they got the, the behind the scenes is they had a magnet to hold it down. Yes, so it that's right. Pass. Yeah. Just great Makes shit. that very solid noise. Yeah. I like that. And Gandalf's like, hey, this is weird. Yeah. I wonder my, why my good darling friend is acting like such a fucking crazy person about this. And how come at 111 he looks like he's 50? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What's something up with that? Uh, so he goes and investigates, goes into a dusty library and discovers uh, Gollum's been captured after he learns who Gollum is. He kind of comes on all this information at once. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of it's it, he he rides to Minas Tirith, right? The the men's city because mm. it has the history of like Isildur and Oh yeah, they would. The fact that the ring existed. I don't know how he comes across the Gollum information. He's a wizard. Yeah. Whatever. He's got sources. Divined it. Yeah, sure. Yeah. He <laughs> scried it. Is that <laughs> That's a new verb to me. Mm. Yeah. And Minas Tirith, of course, that we will see later on. Later. Yes, so he does some research. He yeah. goes to the microfiche. I'm just like Gandalf is what I'm saying. I, I read research on this movie. Oh. So. <laughs> I was waiting for you to pick a thing you were like Gandalf about. Uh, and we're both uh, old and scraggly. But we <laughs> both know about Gollum. He got captured by orcs. <laughs> Flawless. <laughs> and uh, tells them about the Shire and the Baggins. 
Yes. So, Gollum's the only other one who knows that Bilbo has the ring because mm. that's who he stole it from. Yep. <laughs> Just tie up your loose ends, people. Yes. <laughs> Sorry, are you advocating <laughs> that you murder the witnesses? Uh, so Gandalf returns and warns Frodo he's got to leave. Frodo puts everything together uh, along with Sam, who overheard everything. Samwise Gamgee, internet favorite. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and poor naive Gandalf rides to Isengard to meet with the wizard Saruman, who isn't evil sounding or looking at all. Yeah, you live in this <laughs> enormous black tower full of like spikes and overhangs. And, and like Christopher Lee can have a, a not evil voice, but he's doing full evil voice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's one shot where he looks like benevolent and nice, mm. and it is when he comes out to meet Gandalf. Oh, yeah. And then true. Gandalf tells him about the ring, and he goes full crazy. Yeah, he basically, yeah, evil laughing right into the camera. Yeah. Uh, and the Nazgul get unleashed, which the Nazgul are one of my favorite parts of this whole oh, yeah? deal. I just like the mythology of all that, and they're, yes. they're real creeps. <laughs> and I like how they started as just like, yeah, we're just we're just riders. Our, our horses are scary, but no, we're normal, <laughs> too. Graduating to dragon riding. <laughs> the Witch King. Yeah. You're not going to have a normal job if your title is the Witch King. No, you're not. Yeah, you don't really get to know that. Like the, the hobbits as they encounter them are like, oh, they're just riders. Yeah. They're, they're mean and they're looking for us. There's no hint that they're supernatural per se. Other than the bugs all crawling out when mm-hmm. that one leans over them. That's that's a hint, but it's that's a supernatural true. world in which they live. They that's know true. a wizard who's good at fireworks. <laughs> yeah. A, a sort fantasy of, world. A sort of Middle Earth. <laughs> <laughs> sort of. I don't know. Uh, but uh, Frodo and Sam head on out and they get joined along the way by Mary Adok and Peregrine. Mary and Pippin, who are... I guess they're just just—they're pretty much just the comic relief for the series. Yeah, That's, pretty yeah. much, yeah. They're just cousins of Frodo's. Yep. Everyone is... When Pippin is describing how they're related, yeah. he has like three different ways that they're related. I'm like, I don't, I don't enjoy that. I don't think you should be two types of cousin. <laughs> yeah, but I fe- also get the feeling like they're all just high in the Shire. No one's really that worried about it. Uh, and they take that obsession, leave their weed behind, get chased by by Nazgul, and make it to Bree, where they're supposed to meet Gandalf. Yes, he's been like, okay, Frodo, you can't stay here with this. They know you're here, and this ring is bad news. Go to Bree. I'll meet you there. I just have to check in with my definitely not evil friend. He'll totally let me go. What's he here about this? He won't. He won't ask me if I want to elect the path of pain, the yeah. way of pain. <laughs> I bet the way of pain won't even come. Up. <laughs> now I'm on the roof. <laughs> yeah. Guess it's painful up here. The rain would hurt. Yeah, that's true. I'm. I have a fear of heights, so that would oh yeah harm me psychically. Mm, very much. Yes, and there's a lot of that in these movies, so lots of peril for you specifically. <laughs> yes, yes, there is. Uh, anyway, so they get to Bree, no Gandalf. Yeah. But there is a mysterious ranger there named Strider, definitely his real name, uh, <laughs> who promises to escort them to Rivendell for some reason. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Don't worry about it. <laughs> but they get ambushed by the Nazgul on a place called Weathertop, which I feel like I never knew the name of this place until this watch around. Oh. It just kept coming up for some reason. Yeah, there you go. And uh, their leader, who is the Witch King, as we find out in later movies, uh, movies <laughs> yeah, stabs Frodo in the that webbing between your your boob and your th- uh, shoulder. Shoulder. Yeah. Yep. It's right, no good. right beside the armpit. Yeah. I, guess. <laughs> I don't know. Has he forgotten where human hearts are? <laughs> And we get introduced to more characters. We meet Arwen, who's Liv Tyler. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, yes. Before that, we, we, we meet Arwen because Strider comes back and is like, fuck you guys. Uh, they're scared of fire, I guess. Oh, yeah, that's Seems right. Seems dumb because they live in Mordor. 
Yeah. Whatever. It's fine. They live in a very, like, Apple-designed kind of <laughs> city. Citadel. Oh, the, the big green The dead lit. city. Yeah. yeah, there's no fire there, so maybe fair enough. They're, yeah. they're scared of fire. Whatever. He comes back and he's like, oh, you got fucked up real good. I can't deal with this. We yeah. have to find someone who can help. They're in the forest. They're searching for, like, medicines. Just the Nazgul scene, since you bring it back up, when he's lighting them all on fire, yeah. and he chases all them off, except for one of them who tries to sneak back to get Frodo. It's yeah, so funny right. to me. He's just like, wait, wait, wait. I could, I could just do the real quick. <laughs> yeah, once they're on fire, they are not scary. One of them bumps into another one by accident, and you can see the other one just go like, oh, Jesus Christ! Dave, oh, come on! This is your first goddamn day. <laughs> We've worked together for 4,000 years. <laughs> Be nice to me. Yeah. Yes. So anyway, and you, that's where Arwen comes in. Yeah. To help out with the dying Frodo. Who definitely has blood poisoning. Mm-hmm. Big so time. good luck with your flowers, I guess. <laughs> she keeps being like, hold on, Frodo, you can do it. She's like, yeah, just can't talk directly to his blood. <laughs> a bl- yeah, a pep talk isn't going to work on uh, this, but okay. <laughs> uh, and we get the great... The, I feel like this was in a lot of trailers, I remember. the Her crossing the river and being like, if you want him, come and claim him. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of Russian than Asgul. Action shot. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that Good feels shit. right. So they've we've handed Frodo over to like... I feel like they, poor Sam must just be having a fucking conniption because he has exponentially less control over the situation as we meet each person. Yeah. Like, okay, it was supposed to be Gandalf. That would be fine. It's Strider now, mm-hmm. who seems to know Gandalf. Don't know if we can trust him. Mm-hmm. Now it's someone uh, Strider knows and probably doesn't know Gandalf. Like, yeah, we're just so far afield oh, now. Yeah. And they've run off with Frodo, quite literally. This is the main difference. Seeing this as a kid, you're like, wow, what an adventure. Seeing it as an adult, I'm like, yeah, I'm Sam in this. I'm like, wait, there's too many variables. Hey, Stop on, it. Who are you? Yeah, I don't fucking think so. <laughs> Come back here. You introduce yourself, young lady. Yes, but they do have a good, like, ah, she got him across the river, which I guess is her territory, and she has power there. Yeah, I think. To help. Yeah, get those elvish medicines in him. Mm -hmm. And we're into Rivendell. And uh, uh, Frodo wakes up to see Gandalf there, who we find out escaped on the back of a great eagle from Isengard. Yes. We get that cute little moth scene. I love that moth. That moth is very cute. I feel confident, like, the moth shows up in the third movie, and I feel like moths don't live that long, right? But mm. either way, it's cute. Either it's, it's the same moth, or, like, this moth passed the the relationship <laughs> the down moth- to his grand moth. Grand moth <laughs> 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 oh. Your Your wordsmithing today is just, mm, mm. A lot of smithing in this movie, too. I'm just inspired. <laughs> Anyway, yes. Uh, Gandalf's fine now. Gandalf's fine, and we get the big super secret meeting at Rivendell, <laughs> where we talk about what the fuck we're going to do with this thing. This notorious jewelry. Facing <laughs> the threat of both Sauron and Saruman. Yes. Arwen's father, Lord Elrond, which is, this is probably the least sinister Hugo Weaving has ever seemed to mm-hmm. me. He's still a little he's sinister. He's still sinister, yeah. It's the... not a comforting face to look at. No. But he seems very severe in that way where yes. you're like, okay, he's he's an elf. He's not meant to have, like, warm human emotions. Yeah, he's been, I can yeah. I can accept that. Like, I'm only in my mid-30s, and I'm already reaching levels of cynical that he's got going on, so. <laughs> yeah, that's true. He's like, okay, listen, if it was just Sauron, the dude is one eyeball. We can take one eyeball. It's fine. We've all got two. We got, yeah. We're double <laughs> I have him outnumbered, easily. 
But Saruman as well, we're fucked because Saruman is very clever and also has an army, apparently. Yeah, so. which he's he's getting building in this. He's mm-hmm. becoming a titan of industry. Yes, he is, isn't he? Yeah. Our first magnate <laughs> in the... I will, I'm so dumb. The first couple times watching this, I had such a hard time keeping Sauron and Saruman separate. Well, yeah. It's like, ah, oh, it's so similar. There's like an extra syllable. The British accent, there's, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I'm getting off track here. Yes. We got our super secret council. Yep. Where Hugo Weaving decides, you know, you can't keep this here. Get this garbage out of my <laughs> town. There's a ton of, like, I don't know what to call it exactly, but a lot of, like, not my fucking problem. There's a lot of trying to pass the, like, this is where I get, like, oh, yeah, this is How the politics works. of the time that Tolkien was well, writing it and the true. politics of now. Just being, like, every power structure being, like, oh, well, we know this is a huge deal, but we can't do anything it's about not it. It's not our specific responsibility, yeah. so I am going to have to ask you to leave. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of, like, we didn't ask for this, so you're going to have to take it elsewhere. Or, like, it's not our problem. We all we already fought Sauron yeah. back in the day or, or whatever. <laughs> it's your <right>? turn. Yeah. <laughs> so we get the Council of Elves, Men, and Dwarves. We meet all of our favorites. We get a meme about not walking simply into a place. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Thank you, Boromir. Boromir is just like meme fuel. He is. Bless his heart. It is a great time. Yeah. Uh, they all decide that we got to chuck this thing in a volcano, specifically the Mount Doom volcano. We all mostly decide. Yes. The thing I Sorry. like about the extended editions is that it puts a lot more emphasis on like Boromir wants to use it he has the moderate best of intentions yeah but he's like why are we doing this we are so fucked because he has come from a city and a country that is just war forever constantly yeah yeah, it's getting its ass kicked by Sauron alone like just by Mordor and yeah. So he's like, no, we need all the help we can get. Yeah, I was just telling you after we watched the this the other day that like Boromir from the theatrical version, you watch that and you're like, oh, he's the one that's going to turn them from like yes. the second you start walking, like even before you leave the room. Yeah. Like, like why I are you don't letting like this guy come? Yeah. <laughs> this guy has bad vibes. Yeah. No, but, here it's much more like, he's not evil. He's just frustrated and he's tired. Yeah. And you, you could, know? I could see as if you're in the room with that person, you're like, oh, this person is going to be really motivated to help out even if they're like yeah we can't yeah. necessarily trust their reasoning and all that but they're, they're gonna be like they're good for it they know how yes. serious this is yeah. yeah it's not a like are you sure that guy he's <laughs> got a sinister yeah. goatee well, he has a real like well they all do yeah <laughs> he says a line too about like we we have been dying for like years now to keep all of you safe you yeah. can you can sense the like why are you all just sitting around and talking? Like, people mm-hmm. I know are dying as we speak. Here's a weapon. Why don't we use this? So it's a, yeah, the extended edition, great for Boromir. Yeah. Love that for him. Yeah. yeah. And Frodo sees everybody fighting, and he's like, no, I'll do it. I'll just do it. I always end up doing it. I'll just do it. <laughs> yeah, he can, I feel like he definitely senses, like, they all start arguing amongst themselves, mm. and Frodo's like, oh, shut up. <laughs> don't oh, fight. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. So we we everybody volunteers along with him, and we have our official titular fellowship. We got who do we got? We got Gandalf, Sam, Merry, Pippin, Legolas, uh, Gimli, Boromir, and Strider. Who we all find out is actually Aragorn yes. as as a 
Legolas steps the fuck up for this guy. He is so funny. I don't know if he hates Boromir or loves Aragorn. Yeah. Boromir's like negging him for being like, oh, you're just a dirty like ranger from the north or whatever. And Legolas is like, how dare you? And he reveals that he's Aragorn and that he has like royal blood. Elves love that shit though. They do. That's yeah. true. Elves would be royalists. That's true. I hadn't thought about that. Yeah. It's yeah. like, no, he's better than you because he comes from kings. And we know because of check out our fucking ears. Yeah. <laughs> you seen these ears? Also, I was alive 3,000 years ago. Yes. So there's a lot of, like, tension. I feel like Aragorn also is a lot more of a part of the extended editions. Yeah. It, the world of men is fucked. Nobody knows where the king is, and it turns out it's this guy, and he doesn't want it. Nope. You don't. And I understand why. Uh, so Bilbo is also living in Rivendell. Him and Frodo have another meetup, and yeah. he gifts him Sting, that nice blue sword, and the very expensive mithril shirt. Yes. <laughs> Shiny shirt. Expensive Shiny shirt. shirt. And then we get to my favorite part of this series, which is a bunch of freaks running around the woods. <laughs> this movie really is just a bunch of freaks on a trip. <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, uh, so much walking. When I read these books, this is what I remember from them. It's oh, just yeah. like... They're still walking. I know <laughs> that's the big walking. joke. Yeah, but truly. <laughs> Here's a thing that I absolutely love. Just we'll talk more about the soundtrack in, in depth on another episode. Sure. But at the meeting, we get a hint of what's going to be the Gondor theme mm. that doesn't come back until the third movie. Oh, nice, nice. And uh, we also get the Fellowship of the Ring theme, the big like fanfare. Bah, bah, yeah. Bah, bah, bah. And this is the first time it plays in its completion. Yeah. And I will tell you the last time it plays in its completion because it's also in this movie. Oh, God. Yeah. Oh, no. It's the only time it comes to a resolution is in this movie. Uh, Every The other two movies, okay. they, he never lets it resolve properly, which Aww. I think is such a like oh, little twist is, of the knife. Yeah. The yeah. only movie where all nine of them are yep. still alive. I think you get it at the very, very end of Return of the King, but... So the fellowship sets off, and they try one route, and it's no good. It's got crows. They try another route. It's full of snows. And so they go. (laughs) God, please have a third No, fuck, I don't. Jesus! (laughs) But they go underground to see Gimli's cousin, who is dead. Yeah, it turns out is dead. The Mines of Moria! Another thing that's in the extended editions that I don't think is in the theatrical, we get loads of uh, Gandalf being like, we can't because of a reason I can't tell you about. And he knows about like, oh, there's something awful down there that got awoken. Yeah, yeah. I think some of it is in the... uh, Dwarves delved too greedily and too deep is Mm. in the theatrical for sure. So they get in there. They... Eventually. Yeah. Start working their way through the dem mines. May I take this moment Please to do. say R.I.P. Bill the Pony. Yeah. Because it doesn't... They let him go. They're like, the mines are not good for ponies. <laughs> Even though they dragged him to the top of a mountain. Yeah. Apparently fine with it. But so they, they let him go. They take off his bridle and his, his stuff. And they're like, oh, he'll make his way back home. No, he won't. <laughs> first of all. But then that squid monster appears. Yeah. I'm 100% sure that the squid ain't Bill. There's a reason Bill isn't doesn't show up at Return of the King for yep. them to be like, no one well, bows to you, yeah. you <laughs> and pony. Then he's also there. <laughs> so, you know. Good pony. Good pony. The only good pony. Uh, so we're underground. The fellowship gets attacked by orcs and a cave troll because Pippin drops a helmet down a well. It's yep. Classic f- idiot Pippin. Is this our first instance of Fool of a Tuke? Yeah. Yeah, yeah it must be. Gandalf's catchphrase. <laughs> um. 
Jern's Bane. That's what it's called. The Balrog. Jern's Bane. Oh, it has a, okay, It has many right. names. The Shadow. Of course, yes. Balrog. He's got a few more. Um, it's a demon, which is yeah. also crazy to me. This is this really is just like, yes, D&D world oh, of, big of like, there are demons. Yeah. And it is <laughs> not really. like D&D is based on Lord of the Rings, yeah. for those not to know. But I feel like it's less based on the next two. It's just based on them mm. walking through the mines. Yeah, like, every totally. You see one of each, like, environment. <laughs> yeah. And you see, yeah, yeah. Their gear levels up yeah. when they finish up. Yeah. Yes. So they they have. I I like. I feel like that speech really resonates well nowadays. Gandalf's bit of Frodo's like. They're, oh. They're they're stuck. They can't remember where to go. And Frodo was like, "This sucks. I wish this had hadn't happened to us." And <laughs> Gandalf gives his. All we yeah. have to decide is what to do with the time that is given to us. That part combined with the, he gives him a lecture about like deciding who lives and who dies. Yeah. Which both of those, that's like the core thing, that bit right there. Love that bit. Yeah, so God, good. when I was 11 and he was like, oh, and Frodo's like, I should have, I wish Bilbo had killed Gollum when he had the chance because Gollum is following them. Yeah. And Gandalf was like, well, it's not up to you. Uh, many who die deserve life can you give it to them and yeah. I, I, 11 years old i was like oh my god he's right it's tied up with i remember somebody saying that they were like getting their kids to watch it for the first time mm. their kids were like 12 or something like that sure which great time to Peak get into lord it. of the rings yep. yeah uh and their child was asking like so who's is that person a bad guy is that person a bad guy is that person a good guy <laughs> and this being the the time to be like the world is full of people who are bad who think they're doing good or good and feel okay doing bad. People are just complicated. They're all out there. Yep. Like, oh. And it's not up to you to decide. Uh, yeah. Galaxy brain take. Yeah. <laughs> he's got a galaxy brain. He's a wizard. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> and he's about to rejoin the galaxy uh, oh, moment yes. here. There you go. As he shouts that the Balrog will not pass, which he does not. And true. they uh, true fall to oblivion together. Yeah. Yeah. So Gandalf dies, like, saving the rest of the Fellowship. So yeah. there's one down. <laughs> and we leave there and are meet up with the Elves of Lothlorien. Yes. <laughs> Another great moment. Gimli saying to, to the team, just like, if you look at this woman, she'll bewitch you and you'll get lost forever. <laughs> the Queen of the Forest. Just yeah. say she's hot, dude. <laughs> Gimli has this, like, huge warning story about, like, don't look directly at her. Her beauty will enchant you. Like, it's, it's okay. You can just have a crush on her. <laughs> and he does. And he does. It's adorable. So do we all. Yep. Yes. Uh, so they have some rest time there. They get some gifts from... A new from... brand of elf. Yeah. Yes. Are these wood elves then, these ones? And we met river elves before? Is that what it is? Uh... <laughs> Uh, Legolas is like a, a wood elf. I think these yeah. are like forest elves, uh, which okay. I that it's so dumb that those are different. But technically, yeah. maybe they're just like different. It's like <laughs> Italians and Sicilians. They're like <laughs> close by. Isn't Sicily part of Italy? Yeah, the, but the people will uh, typically. Oh, my a is smaller. That, yeah, a Venn diagram. Yeah. I see. I see. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. What the fuck do I know? Yeah, <laughs> they're different. Sicilians direct your hate mail to me. <laughs> <laughs> or Italians direct. Your <laughs> or Italians. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> so we. This is a galaxy brain take. Is the elves are <laughs> analogous to Italians. <laughs> I don't know Love who's going to get mad at me. I'm suddenly concerned where I'm going to get it from. I think you've got everybody, like, <laughs> too confused to yell at you. Well, on the one hand, elves are all very beautiful and yeah. fleet of foot, so it's hard to say. They have excellent taste and craftsmanship and good food, I guess. I, hmm, hmm. Hmm. I feel like I should be mad. Anyway. <laughs> 
so after our pit stop, we they head out. There is one one important moment I think, which I think mm. lands a little better in the extended edition. I don't know why necessarily, but mm. Galadriel, she like you know Frodo can't sleep. She mm. brings him to the reflecting pool or whatever, where yeah. he sees horrible visions of what will happen if he fails to destroy the ring, and she has a real oh i could take the ring this again this thing of like someone good who doesn't mind doing bad if they think it's in the service yeah. of a, a higher purpose or what have you and, and justify the means classic. yeah and so it's it's really they hammer home quite a bit that frodo is just uncomplicated enough mm. to not be affected child. by this yeah <laughs> and elves have been around for that millennia and yeah. so they have all this built up you know ideas and wishes and yeah so it's i even this like insanely smart long living wise woman she she is not blanchett who's playing an elf (laughs) yes kate blanchett yeah (laughs) whom we love um she's not she's not better equipped to do it than frodo frodo is better equipped to Mm. do it and she has kind of a lesser ring of power and and Mm. that's you can see it making her sad and like she doesn't Mm. like having it her husband has one too Shout out to the least useful husband (laughs) in the world (laughs) that guy i love him he just does nothing he talks big yeah Uh, You're married to Kate Blanchett, dude. But I do like that because it's the only like bit of empathy that Frodo really gets from. Yeah, and that goes a long movie. way yeah. for him. Yeah, he he really holds on to mm-hmm. that. She's yeah. like, I know what it's like. You feel terrible, and she's just acknowledging like you're going to feel terrible. Don't feel like you're failing for feeling terrible. Yeah, actually, this moment never really landed with me mm. until you describing it right now, oh, and I like that. that. You're so welcome. Yeah, thank you so much. <laughs> Wonderful. I, I I think it's a real linchpin of the movie. Anyway, yeah. yeah. Cool. So then we're done our pit stop with yes. our gifts. And uh, Titan of Industry Saruman is uh, building his Urukai <laughs> armies, tearing apart his forests. And Are we ever clear on... We get one line about, like, they're breeding orcs with goblin men. Yeah. But they just sort of lever the... They shoehorn the Urukai out of crevices in the ground. I guess you plant a goblin, water it with an orc. <laughs> Filth! Because, yeah, they come out in pods. Yeah. 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 Like, they have umbilical sacks, I guess. But, like, <laughs> so what's... What the fuck? <laughs> I have no answers this for you. This is my big this. question mark of this movie is, like, but how? Or do you do it like um, like one of those Icelandic um, food preparation <laughs> yeah. techniques of you just bury them you together bury and them. let the density of the earth compact them into one thing? You soak them in vinegar. They, <laughs> they come out looking like they are... Looking and sounding and acting like they were buried in a vat of vinegar. Yes. Sure, fuck He's it. He's mad. You're mad if you're buried in vinegar. I yeah. would be extremely mad. That's all I know. Strangle the first person you see. <laughs> yeah, all right. get the smell of vinegar out of your skin. <laughs> Confirmed. Urukai or Icelandic. <laughs> There's another. Direct your hate mail to... <laughs> that one's to Aaron. <laughs> uh, Northern latitudes to Aaron. Yes. I'll yeah. take everything north of 49th parallel. <laughs> Anyway. Anyway. Uh, free of the elves, the fellowship makes its way, uh, I guess this is east? Everybody's going east, yeah. Yes, east is bad, east which bad. is the thing I don't love about I mean, oh, yeah, they're much great. smarter people than I have spoken about, like, mm-hmm. the weird white nationalist stuff in, yeah. <laughs> in tokens, like, the men of the west. Yeah. Like, okay, bro. <laughs> Calm down. Anyway, um, east is bad. Got it. Yep, got it. Going down <laughs> river, uh... 
they're just taking a pit stop and Frodo wanders off and is confronted by Boromir, yes. who tries to take the ring as predicted by many. Yes. As everyone <laughs> knew that he would. It's There's a lot of extra little extended edition yeah. stuff where Boromir is like, do we do we have to? We're putting a lot of people's lives on the line. Like, this fellowship mm. might all die for us to try this thing that, like, probably won't work. What if we just use the ring? Like, he's very reasonable. Yeah, like, the way he introduces it is, is that thing of, like, you're not really wrong, but the conclusion yeah. you're coming to is wrong. Right, yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. And it's very, like, you can see his frustration mounting and mounting. And I like this much more like the confrontation makes much more sense mm. because he's just had it it's not yeah. one moment of weakness no it's, it's that been everyone, wearing him down the yes. whole time yeah and you can see him like tick tock like my countrymen are dying mm. as we do this stupid fucking errand and and you can see him just finally snap it's not one like oh no the yeah. ring took took a hold of him like he decides no fuck it this is I'm I'm taking control of the situation. Extra extended bit to where he's trying to he's talking to Aragorn about like why don't you come and lead people like we need a leader. Yes, step this, up, buddy. Yeah, he's not like that antagonistic towards yeah. Aragorn in the in the extended stuff. He's yeah. much more like we have a we have a weapon. We have a king right here yeah. in this fellowship. Why don't you step up? Why are we doing this sneaky bullshit? Yeah, yeah. Which is it's just such a nice, well-rounded version of it. Yeah. Anyway. Poor Bormir. But then he fucks it up. <laughs> Enter the Urukai. They uh, ambush the fellowship, and we get the Boromir defending the hobbits, which is great. Love that. Yes. That end for him. It's a very nice theatrical moment. Yes, very poignant. Uh, he fails to stop them, though. Uh, Merry and Pippin get taken as prisoners. Aragorn arrives and com comforts Boromir as he dies, promising to help the people of Gondor in the upcoming conflict. And this is the moment that, like, oh, this actually makes sense to me now. In the theatrical version, mm. it's like, oh, so just this two-second conversation you're having with this guy that you clearly hated is yeah. why you're going to become king? <laughs> no, this is him starting to think about it after the conversation. Yes. Like, yeah. oh, there there are good men. This, yeah. is a, this is a country worth saving or whatever. Yeah. yeah. And fearing the ring will corrupt his friends, Frodo takes off to Mordor alone. Mm -hmm. But uh, I wrote down allows Sam to come with him. It's more like Sam <laughs> fucking makes him yeah. take him along. <laughs> Sam does not give him a choice. Yeah. And uh, Aragorn, Legolas, and Gimli, the only ones left, yeah. are like, well, at least we can go and rescue Merry and Pippin. That's probably good. Yep. Use of our time. Yes. The end. <laughs> I never. I was like, why did they kidnap? I, it never really clicked for me. But yes, there's a there's a few more scenes in the extended edition where you can. Saruman is is like really pushing home, like training the Arakai. Go get me the halfling. Yeah. Bring me back the halfling. Do Alive. not fuck him up. Yeah. yeah. And so they're like, ah, those guys are short. <laughs> I'll bring them back. Yeah. Because yeah. they don't know how many are there. They yes. just know that there's. Uh, a short person you one, need to bring back. Bring back at least one little fella. Yeah, little dude <laughs> for my collection. Yeah. Yeah, so there's the Fellowship of the Ring. A and great I, time. Yeah, yeah, agreed. So. So. God, I'm sure there's so much. There is so much, and to be honest, <laughs> I didn't get too, too, too much into the behind-the-scenes stuff this time because there is... So much that I would never be able to stop talking. Isn't there literally, like, there's 17 separate documentaries yeah. for the Fellowship of the Ring alone? Yeah. Which, like, that makes sense because all the stuff that they do in Two Towers and Return of the King affects and, like, flows technically from flows from this. That's but, true. like, it is... 
it is one of those things that, like, they when you think about, like, Star Wars inventing technology to make a movie happen, this is the same this thing. This is the same, yeah. for sure. Yeah. And I feel like we're 20 years out. This is just the aughts version of Star Wars. Like, that's yeah, that, as that's big a, a... an exact parallel. Yeah. Which there were... <laughs> the prequels were coming out that time, so it's <laughs> really uh... shoving Star Wars' nose in it. But <laughs> So instead of a behind-the-scenes look, I wanted to talk about two different things. Sure. First is just how they actually got off the ground to make this movie. Yeah, sure. But before that, something I'm going to do for each of these Lord of the Rings episodes, it's time for the Injury and Destruction Roundup. hey (laughs) (laughs) Because famously, there's one or two really famous, like, this person got hurt uh, doing this thing. Uh, So we'll just talk about what happened in each of these movies (laughs) that hurt these people. Body count. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Okay. What do we got? So a nice slight one to start out. We got Ian McKellen. Uh, oh no! In the Shire, um, there's... <laughs> what? Well, this is, it's a very slight one, but it's one that is very memorable to me. You know when he's in Bilbo's house and he like kind of bumps into the chandelier a little bit and he's like, oh, yeah. oh god. Oh, and he turns around and smashes his face on yeah. a rafter? That wasn't... Oh no, written that wasn't scripted. That's his reaction going, oh! oh. Is him <laughs> how hard he hit his head? <laughs> Wow. Consummate <laughs> professional. Okay, yep. so he almost gave himself a concussion. <laughs> yeah, like he said that he's on stilts there too. Right. So it was like he had to like stop his oh. whole body. <laughs> and there's a bunch of stuff in the in the house that he they were having a hard time with and Peter Jackson is just like acting through it. Goddamn professional. Absolute yeah. best. Love it. Uh, I think that's very cute. Um uh, I already mentioned the if you want him, come and claim him. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if this is when she was resheathing her sword to do retakes Uh-oh. or whatever, but she slashed up and stabbed her thigh real bad. Oh, no! <laughs> Which, like, that can kill you. Oh, there's a lot of arteries <laughs> yeah. there. God damn it. Yeah, I... Doesn't Viggo Mortensen is famous for, like, he just learned he's just, like, a master swordsman or, or whatever yeah. now? No one else has that fact floating around, so no. I have to assume that there were some uh, some slice and dice. Oh yes, there were. Oh, poor girl. Okay. Uh, yeah, that's like. <laughs> Isn't there an Arrested Development bit where Job has a sword and he goes to put it back really violently, <laughs> his leg. and he just like, "Are you bleeding? Probably. My socks are wet." <laughs> so that's what I'm imagining. Okay. All right. Yeah. <laughs> She's made a huge mistake. Wait. <laughs> yep. Oh. Uh, <laughs> Sorts. Okay. This is the only famous one I know from this movie, but Sean Astin. Uh-huh. Do you know how he hurt himself here? No. At the very end, when he's running out to uh, Frodo's boat, yeah, they're wearing big prosthetic feet, yeah, but like yeah, it's yeah. not—it's just latex, pretty much. Sure. It's foam, so they have to like do a clear, make sure that there's no like especially pointy rocks or anything like that. Okay. Sure. Uh, but they didn't do a good enough job. So just as he hit the water, there was a huge piece of glass. No! And he he hurt his foot bad enough that they had to stop shooting for like a couple days. He had to be helicopter lifted to a hospital. Bad times for Sean. Oh god, that would hurt so fucking bad. And this movie is just walking. Yeah. Oh, that poor man. Okay. Oh, just wait till two hours time. God, (laughs) I got some awful shit to tell you. I'm so excited to be queasy the whole time. (laughs) 
that sucks ass. I couldn't find the stuntman's name, um, but the first day of shooting for this particular stuntman was his last day. Uh-oh. The hobbits, the four of the hobbits, they meet up for the first time. They do a cartoon, like, stop at the edge of a oh, cliff, yeah. and they bump into each other and then fall down. Yeah. He dislocated his shoulder. Oh. And he's, so he's done. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> really? Can't you just, I mean, I've watched too many movies, but you can't just pop that shit in? I think it was, you know, extended break and then come back kind yeah, of thing. Okay. So it was his one time at this stunt, pretty much. <laughs> um, I forgot to write down Billy Boyd. I know who Billy Boyd is. I can't Pippin. remember. Is Pippin, yes, okay. Uh, he got a splinter in his hobbit foot that was Aww. long enough that it went through to his actual foot. Oh, nasty. Uh, <laughs> but the funny thing about this is uh, he was complaining about it a ton, and they brought in the nurse, and they got the splinter out, and the, while they were doing that, he was like, you're not going to believe how big this thing is. I'm in so much pain. They took it out, and it was just like a toothpick. <laughs> <laughs> and everyone just made fun of him the rest of the time. He's the idiot one. <laughs> <laughs> Um, uh, and meanwhile, like, the stuntman is being carted off. Yeah. That way that he's like, no, but it really hurt, though. Ian McKellen is unconscious from yeah. bashing his face. And... <laughs> Bleeding from the eyes. Uh, okay. This isn't a person, but there was a whole section of the Urukai chase that was going to be through, um, like, a river area okay. um, that got cut because the set got destroyed in a flood. Oh, jeez. <laughs> well, it's just like, so yeah. you get when you're on location, I yeah, guess. Yeah, we'll skip it. Yeah, yeah it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> Wow. Um, Lawrence Macore, Macoare, Macoare, Lawrence Macoare, who plays the Urukai, the big, oh, I don't, the I don't big know MMA guy. Yeah. Um, Lertz? Yes, Lertz, that's Lertz. his name. <laughs> yeah, uh, any, uh, so, speakers, feel free to yell yes, at us also. <laughs> please yell at me. I think it's Macoare. I could be wrong. Okay. So he's obviously in a big lot of makeup and stuff. Yeah. He couldn't see, like, anything. Uh-oh. Oh, so, those contacts, yeah, yeah. they don't look... So he and Vigo talked about it, and they're like, okay, because you can't see anything, there is more danger in you thinking that you're pulling a punch and not pulling your punch than just hitting me. So let's just fight each other. Oh, shit. So there's one particular one where Lurtz is standing over him and he punches him in the face. I think I know the one even that you might be referring to. Yeah, and Aragorn is, like, on the ground, and he just, like, gets flattened by it. It's because he fucking, he almost knocked him unconscious. Like, he was, like, I couldn't see for a couple seconds. Oh, jeez. Yeah, it's, uh, is it where Aragorn has just stabbed him in the thigh and he yeah. just goes, ah, and like, wow. whams him in the face. I remember thinking, like, damn. Yeah. Okay. This uh, big MMA fighter just clocking you. Oh my god. <laughs> clocking this guy yeah. who, as you mentioned, Master Swordsman, he hadn't touched a sword until he started this movie. Yeah, yeah, so right. <laughs> he doesn't know how to fight yet. <laughs> so that's when Vigo died. Yeah, and very nearly died when uh, the scene where the shield gets him around the neck on the tree and he has to pull yeah. his head down. That was near, he literally nearly died there. The sword as it's coming at him. Oh no, and he can't fucking see. He can't see and oh, no. the shield was in too far. Oh no. He's supposed to just be able to push his head down, but you can see him struggle for yes, a second. Yes, you can. Because it looks very real. And he looks scared oh, cuz he's going to die. Because the guy fucking swinging a sword at him to decapitate him can't, can't see. see and the shield is oh, too my embedded. God. Oh my god. <laughs> Jesus H. Christ. So a lot of that fight is like one or two takes and that's it because that's all they can <laughs> I do. I can bet. Uh, oh my god. Uh, what kind of insurance do you... like? Do you, <laughs> do you have to take out a different kind of insurance if the guy with the sword is blind? Like, <laughs> I think you do. Uh, wow. Okay. And the last thing is uh, our friendly moth he oh. was born that morning uh, to shoot the scene. 
this isn't an injury, but it is fatal. He died that night because oh, they—that's their lifespan. They only they live, live like twelve for hours. A day? Yeah, what as did a you full say moth. That was that's a bat moth or something. I can't remember what it's called, okay. but it, it's—it looks like a bat. Oh, as a moth, as opposed to or wait, what what happens then? What do you mean he died? He died because that's their full life cycle. They only live like oh. twelve hours. Oh, okay. I don't mean like does the moth go to heaven. I mean like <laughs> like I thought maybe there was another stage or something, but no. Aww. He, I love he, life in show business is rough. But, yeah, uh, but God, he shone so brightly. He did, so brightly. <laughs> and that's okay. this edition of Injury and Destruction Roundup. <laughs> yeah, you can put in some, I'll put in some action news uh, styled. Oh, <laughs> I mean, I, I suppose I take comfort in the fact that this is the first movie they're not very good at fighting yet or doing mm. the action. Well, Maybe as time goes on, yeah, your your likelihood goes up, but your skill also gets better. Yeah. Uh, the one thing I'll mention, so I didn't actually know this before I started reading about them. They shot all three of the movies concurrently with, yeah. like, loads of reshoots afterward. Yeah, right, um, I knew that part. But, uh, so Fellowship, most of Fellowship was not shot first. Most of oh. Two Towers was shot first. Um, which oh, we'll talk about sense. in our next episode on The Two Towers. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. There's a lot more, like, action and fiddly stuff, I yeah. feel like. And I feel okay. like there's, except for the big, huge scenes with tons of people, there's more scenes in Two Towers of the groups on their own. Yes, totally. And yeah. there's a lot of big crowd scenes in Yeah, this. crowds that don't have just, oh, walk from point A from to yeah. point B. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. But because this is the beginning of our <sighs> trilogue, I thought I would talk about... How they got this off the ground. How uh, Peter yeah. Jackson and Fran Walsh got this off the ground. What is the seed? So, first off, this was supposed to be a Miramax movie trilogy. And oh, it's why yes. the Weinstein's names are all over it as producer. Right. I didn't know this at all. Originally, Jackson wanted to do the first movie of the trilogy is The Hobbit. The second movie is mm. Fellowship in the first half of Two Towers. And the last movie is the back half of Two Towers in oh. Turn of the King. Interesting. Which, yeah, that would have been cute. I guess he got all those movies in in the end. He got what he wanted eventually, (laughs) yeah. There is a lot of, like, you know, Fellowship starts with, like, them referring explicitly. Like, Bilbo introduces us to the movie, you know? Here's all the adventures I've been on. And, I mean, (laughs) I read the books as a kid. That's how I read them. I read All of the Rings first, and then I was like, oh, there's a prequel. But, like, no, Ah. it got written first. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I see. Okay. But the weird rights battle over The Hobbit kept them from doing it. Um, Why The Hobbit and not the rest? I don't know. That was just this weird thing of like this one group was okay. like clutching The Hobbit rights and wouldn't let it go. I wonder if it's yeah. just like people think The Hobbit is more filmable and The Lord of the Rings is completely Impossible. Unfil- unfilmable so yeah. no one cares. Interesting. Uh, yeah. All right. So uh, they decided, okay, we'll just do it two movies. But then Weinstein was like, no, two movies is no good. Nobody's going to come and see two movies. It's either one movie or three. So you're only doing one movie. Do all of the Lord of the Rings movies in one movie. Go. Oh. (laughs) Um, Sir, do you know how movies work? Yeah. Part of that was Peter Jackson wasn't an A-list director. He was just like an independent horror movie guy then, which is wild. Just Sam Raimi, basically. Like early Sam Raimi. Which is so funny to me. Yeah. Like, I'm sure we'll talk about it more, but there are so many friggin' shots in this entire trilogy <laughs> where you're like, this is just low-budget horror. Yeah. And it is. Like, what's going on is horrifying. And there's so much, like, gore <laughs> and, 
creepy shit. It, and it works so good for me, though, because I feel oh, like that's totally. what you need. Otherwise, it feels like this weird antiseptic It feels not grounded yeah. at all, and there's so much CG, but, like, thank God a guy yeah. who likes to do monster effects and yeah. gore got his hands on it. Yeah. And I, correct me, listeners, if I'm wrong, this was the first trilogy that was shot concurrently. Oh, of all just time. ever? Usually the way that it went was, do the first movie, it's kind of like a pilot, and then you shoot the two sequels concurrently. Like, Matrix did that, and... Pirates did Pirates that. Pirates did that. Yeah. Some movie, like, oh. oh, I should have written it down, but there's some movie in, like, the 80s that did that. Um, sure. But, yeah, so this was, a like, an enormous gamble. So that yeah. was, like, as Jackson presented it, so they're like, no way, you're just doing one movie, buddy. Oh. Who do you think you are? <laughs> Calm the fuck down. Uh... <laughs> so yeah notorious villain uh harvey weinstein just kind of tried to he it was one of these things in reading about it It was one of these things that i can't tell how truthful the authors of mm, some of the behind sure. the scenes stuff are but they were in all the reading i did said that weinstein was like i want this to go away so i'll just make it impossible to make right <laughs> get out of the biz yeah i don't know i if and you now hate he making is. movies yeah <laughs> Wish granted. Yeah, it worked. Cool. Uh, only took way too long. But uh, the the um, great thing on Jackson's side is apparently he just started leaking shit like constantly to Hollywood, like insider magazines and what stuff to be like, stuff? like, oh, our budget got shot down again. And this, it's this person's fault. It's Harvey Weinstein's <laughs> fault. Like just okay. trying to shovel Naming shit on names. the fire. Yeah. Okay. Just to do two things. Make it the move, the project notorious. Sure. So that classic. Yep. And to make it obvious that somebody else could pick up the project. Oh, to like, okay, they're looking around for someone else to take charge of this project. Yeah. Oh, and the final clever. straw was when uh, Weinstein said to Jackson, "One movie or that's it." And Jackson oh. said, "I'm not doing." Fine, but I get final cut, I get to write it, I get to produce it, I get to direct it. And he said, no, 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 no. You're going to have Quentin Tarantino as your screenwriter. And that is the only person that's going to be writing this. And Jackson was like, I will not do that. Bye. (laughs) Aaron's face, I feel like I've electrocuted her or something. I think I just short-circuited, yes. I'm sorry. Yeah, but think of the time. Tarantino's huge, they need somebody with clout. To make the project happen? I understand that Quentin Tarantino <laughs> is a person. Yes. <laughs> However, what the fuck? Harvey Weinstein sucks <laughs> shit. so bad at everything. He's an awful human oh and at God. his job. And also, like on the strength of just being famous? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And good and that, but writing? that's how studio think goes at that time. And I, I guess every time. But that's 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 the idea is oh okay, this will... I will give them one concession here, which is that if you're gonna pair a like low budget horror guy with a guy who's True. known for like independent screenwriting Sure. sure. <laughs> I maybe yeah, just benefit you know that... of hindsight, but like what the fucking hell would that have when been? When you like? think of high fantasy, you think of Quentin Tarantino. I, I personally... can't even say his name. <laughs> Quentin. <laughs> You have to make his name more Lord of the Ringsy <laughs> to make it work. Quarantine Turin Turner. So when that came up, that's when Jackson's like, I don't think, this I don't think so, actually. <laughs> uh, oh. So Jackson got a meeting with New Line Cinema, 
who uh, accepted the idea of the one movie and we'll we'll make this work. Yeah, New Line the is very movie. small at that yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're like, yeah, we we could make that work. We like New Zealand. Yeah, perfect, great, let's do it. Sure. And then he got uh, uh, his production team was like, or the executive team was like. Wouldn't the, I think this would work better as three movies? And I think that well, you should shoot them concurrently. Yeah. He's like, oh my god, oh my god, it's happening! It's Nobody happening. move! <laughs> wow. Okay. Yeah. So who was on the the production team? Remind me, is like, um, it's uh, Jackson, Boyens. Fran Walsh, yeah, and Philippa Boyens, who are all okay. just like okay. his team for all of his movies. Okay. Yeah, and Fran Walsh is his like partner, so they're yeah okay. working together forever. Yeah. Okay. Okay, so just like it lined up. It lined up, and from there, everything went super smooth. They got all like their first choice gets. Like, he wanted Christopher Lee for Saruman. Nice. Ian Holm as Bilbo Baggins. Uh, Aragorn, of course, he wanted Stuart Townsend, who he got. And we all oh, know shit. Stuart Townsend from this. <laughs> we all know him from Queen of the Damned. Thank you. God, yeah, that's, that is the most like, like, first couple years of the Audis casting. Mm. That you could Christopher Lee, I love. He's got that oh, like yeah. hammer horror vibe that you need. Yes, for and Evil I think that's Wizard. probably why he yeah, bonded. Yeah, right? probably, yeah, probably. Yeah. Like I don't. I have no idea who Stuart Townsend is, though. So. Oh, no one does. It's fine. Yeah, yeah. So uh, all I know is at that time he was young. So sure. they... he's very like handsome, like mm-hmm. you know. You could see him in like a Resident Evil movie. Like that's kind of where <laughs> what he. What a weird. I don't know. Attempt. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> like a Chris Redfield type. Why is this the thing I that I'm no bringing idea, to the table? But... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I he was he Queen of the Damned is like an Anne Rice like interview with the vampire. Oh, okay. Um, movie, cool. and he was meant to be like one of those vampires. And he didn't um, get. Did he not get that? Then he did get that. Okay. But Ali, they, the only reason that anyone knows about the that movie, I think, pr- probably is that the lead passed away tragically. Oh, so I, I don't even know. Got it me. doesn't matter. I can see Caster. He was hot shit for a little okay, bit. Is what cool. I'm saying. But uh, they they got close to shooting. Like they were just about to start shooting, and Jackson and then Stuart Townsend had to sit down, and Jackson was like, "I'm sorry, it's not gonna work." The the problem is we you're great, but we need somebody who's like significantly older. Oh, okay. Um, Interesting. So they went back to the drawing board for casting, I think two days before they started shooting. Oh my dear God. <laughs> shooting two towers nonetheless, right? Like they shot yeah, most of much. that stuff first. Yeah. <laughs> Christ. Uh, <laughs> okay. So they reached out to the most famous sword wielding actor at that time that we all know filled this role. Can't wait for this. Russell Crowe. Oh shit! <laughs> Because oh, he just did Gladiator. Great. Yes. I mean, obviously, you know. But you can see obviously. how that would work. Yes, I can see being like, oh, excellent. He's got this like really angry streak. Yeah. He's buff and like very he looks easily like he plays can take a punch. troubled. Yes. Yeah. 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 Furrowed brow. <laughs> yeah. He's not good looking. <laughs> yeah. He's had his nose broken a couple times. Yeah. This kind of vibe. Mm-hmm. Oh, cool, cool, cool. Okay. Uh, but he was busy, so they cast him. <laughs> right. And I guess we'll go with this guy. I can't remember who it was. Some producer was just like, I saw this Vigo guy in a play. He's pretty cool. Oh, wow. And that's literally it. That's what they cast him on. So do you think all of his, like, his very intense prep and, like, immersion was, I'm not their first or second choice, or possibly I think, yeah. their third choice? Yeah. i got to make this work. Because he him. came in two days into shooting. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first scene he shoots is nuts. Oh, can't wait um, for this either. He just goes and he's shaking hands with the hobbits. He's shaking hands with the Nazgul. He's doing the weathertop scene. It's his first scene he shoots. Oh! 
Okay. <laughs> it's really weird to me that that's the first, yeah. So you're trying to look inside these costumes like, who's this? Okay, all right. So that's his first day on set and his first time he has ever held a sword on camera. <laughs> I kind of buy that because yeah. it's just a lot of like swing wildly yeah. and see what you hit. <laughs> a lot of shaky cam, like let's not focus yeah. on it. Uh, uh, that's funny. So yeah, we already talked about this, but the sword master on the the whole thing, his name is Bob Anderson. He went on Bob. to say that Vigo was the best sword master he had ever trained. Ooh, um, and love part that. of the reason for that is Vigo refused to use a fake sword. Everybody's using fake swords. Uh, He's like, no, give me the big heavy. You, I want thing. the heavy sword. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that's real steel baby that he's using. <laughs> Good uh, for him. I love stories like that where yeah. it just turns out this person is like, has a brand new, like, excellent skill now. Yeah, and Vigo comes in and he's like, you know what? It doesn't make a lot of sense to me that he only speaks English. He should talk elvish to the elves. Yeah. And... So Peter Jackson's like, yeah, that's great. Let's start practicing. I brought the tapes of J.R.R. Tolkien speaking in Elvish to study. Oh, (laughs) he's a nerd nerd. Okay. (laughs) Uh, And like him and apparently Liv Tyler informing on her part, they they would rewrite their scenes every day and all that. I love that for them. And Viggo was also just like, he was helping to rewrite virtually every scene he was in along the way. Damn. And that was, I just read that, like, I couldn't find any other examples, but most of the actors would come the morning of a shoot up to Jackson and be like, I think that it should actually go this way. And he'd be like, yep, you know <laughs> the characters, so... It has strong energy of, like, we all love Lord of the Rings so yeah. much. Let's just have... It's like playing D&D in real life. All you know? the actors described it as it's, it was just a 16th-month summer camp. <laughs> with a lot of injuries. Yeah, with a lot well, of injuries. So summer camp, yeah, yeah all right, yeah. yeah. And the oh, old... wait, I'm sorry. So yeah. Vigo comes from the stage. Yep. He... Has recordings of J.R.R. Tolkien pronouncing. He wants to learn the skills. He's a theater kid. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's oh, exactly what it is. Yeah. Cute. Okay. <laughs> Comes knowing, up to the director like, you know, I had an idea. Knowing that, like, I remember, like, he's the only person who could be Aaron Gorn. Aaron Gorn. I, Aragorn in <laughs> my mind. Making up names left and right today. But he, it's in part because he acts in such a not natural way like he's very (laughs) theater acting the whole time to me it's all huge flourishes like there's nothing small really about it yeah he's either not taking attention away from anyone else or he (laughs) is the fucking center of attention yeah 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 by that (laughs) and the one like starting up last starting up thing i wanted to to say yeah like all of the Gollum stuff obviously that mostly happens in the other two movies yes Andy Serkis showed up seven months into this shoot. Like, oh he, my God. he isn't in this movie. He's credited as being in this movie. He's, He's not in the movie anywhere. Oh, he doesn't play Gollum in Moria? Nope. That is oh. Dominic Monaghan. Oh, shit! <laughs> <laughs> Good. All right. That's cute and, and weird. We'll, we'll talk about Gollum in our next episode. Okay. But uh, part of the reason for that is until Andy Serkis showed up, they didn't know what Gollum was going to look like, sound like, anything about him. <laughs> Seems bad. Yeah. <laughs> Not prepared. They I'll were say just that. kind of flying by this little pants. Underprepared. Okay. They had an idea of Gollum that they completely went back on, and ultimately oh, everything that happens love. in Gollum in this movie yeah. was like we'll fix it in post stuff. <laughs> nice. Okay. Yeah. Huh. So they just they were like, and we'll just put a little freak in there, yeah. and no one had any fucking clue. additional freak. One plus freak. Yeah. yeah. You've heard of AD. This is AF. Additional freak. <laughs> uh, so that's wow. uh, just some stuff. If about I, Lord of the Rings. I, I remember, I'm just going to like jump in with a memory here too, where like I remember reading an article in the newspaper mm. about the casting of the Hobbits and how everyone was like, they're American. 
uh, there's going to be an American Frodo. Yeah, they're too tall. And everyone was like, not on board with, not <laughs> everyone, obviously. But people were like, no, like, they're not British. You have to, you know, mm. at least give Frodo to a British person. Or, or you know, that, yeah. that kind of energy of like, well, it's from here. You know, and this was a Canadian newspaper, so I don't know what the fuck stake they had in, in it being. <laughs> the Commonwealth, there. Yeah. The Commonwealth. Oh, I'm sorry, that's right, the Queen. The lady on our money, who's definitely alive at Rip. this point in time. Rip! <laughs> um, <laughs> it feels like really shaky ground for, like, a trilogy of this size, this is, a project of this size. All the behind-the-scenes shit is just like, how did they finish this? Yes, <laughs> just sheer like, force of will? I think it's... It's not sweating about it too much because the things that they sweat about was all the technical stuff that yeah. has held up pretty damn well. Held up pretty fucking yeah. well and and just like the love of creating. Yeah. I feel like fellowship is that's where you see all mm. of it, like all the set design mm. and the costuming and you know, you don't really get into the military stuff, but like <laughs> you see a couple of different kinds of elves and they yeah. have different hairstyles and different buttons and different <laughs> fabrics on their clothes and like you can just tell that someone Someone had their best day at work making this, where yeah. they're like, God damn it, this is so cool. And, like, look, it's different from this fabric because they would have only this type of, like, plant-based, you know. <laughs> Someone sat down and had those nerdy fucking conversations. The one that the specific I know for sure is that they were sitting down and talking about how Bilbo dresses and, like, uh. oh, Tol Tolkien always mentions he has brass buttons, so we have to make sure we have a specific kind <laughs> yeah. of color of brass. That they yeah, and I feel yeah. like, you know, I, I haven't read Lord of the Rings in a long time, but I feel like everything that did that could be specific about it they they were true to it yeah they kept the important things and then they just created the unimportant things out of like a knowledge and a love mm -hmm. of the material yeah a knowledge that. of what would exist in the world yeah yeah yeah, yeah very immersive mm -hmm. i feel like the fellowship is like the crown jewel of the the creative process <laughs> that's what comes across to me nice yeah I like that I have questions for you. Oh, question and I'd them like, with me. I'm, I'm going to do this in each episode. Ooh. Just a poll to see how, how we move across the trilogy. <laughs> I just want you to come up with, like, who's who in your heart is the answer to these questions? Oh, okay. This um, is a real BuzzFeed character quiz. Totally. Who are you? <laughs> okay, MVP of this movie. Oh, MVP of this movie. This movie, on its hmm. own. Hmm. Like, hmm. character-wise. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. Not, you know, not best actor, actor or, or anything yeah. like that. Um, let's see. Yeah, who who is like pushing everything forward in a really yeah? Like, who's, uh, who if you take out or you replace with a, a different type of person, type of character? Does it you know? I feel like this is very obvious, but the only answer has to be Frodo to me, right? Because he's the the knife cutting through the butter of their all the political <laughs> bullshit. Yeah, arguing butter. Like literally, the entire reason everything happens is because he has the courage to stand up during the high council meeting, and being like, "I'll do it." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Yeah. I respect that. Yeah, nice. Okay. What about you? What do you got? Um, turning it back on you. Turn about fair play. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna say, uh, I feel like Gandalf. I'm yeah. gonna say Gandalf because he could have just been oh, it's like, a fucked up ring. it's anyway. probably nothing. <laughs> yeah. But he had to go and do it, and he escaped from Saruman, and, you know, he is very, like, he pushes the plot forward in the way where he just makes everybody else do the right thing. Mm -hmm. Frodo, obviously, being the exception, it comes from, like, the goodness of his heart. Yeah. But I just, like, I think that that look on his face when Frodo stands up and says, I'll do it, I'll take the ring. Yeah. And he's just like, oh, you he, can see... He looks so sad. Yeah, he because I think in that moment he knows, like, 
Frodo is not going to be the same. He's yeah. Frodo is done yeah. being Frodo now. Like there's there's before this and after this, yeah. and just that look on his face and like he knows what's basically what how things are going to go, and he does it anyway. So I like that. I think Frodo, as admirable as it is. He still thinks, like, you know, for a while they're like, okay, we've rationed enough food for the return journey. Like, Oh, and, oh fuck. Look yeah. at his face. I, I yeah. can't remember what movie that is. It's one of the three. Yeah. Yeah, so I think I think Gandalf for this one, for just being like, I'm accepting the burden, you know. Nice. As much as Frodo accepted the burden, like, Gandalf really knows what it means when Frodo says that, and yeah. he, he like, He's probably the only anyway. one that fully grasps yeah. what... A death sentence that is. Yeah, like maybe the elves, but they're kind of one foot out of the scene, mm. the scene anyway. Like yeah. they don't care that they're much. They're done with this kind. Yeah, <laughs> fuck it. Yeah, that's my answer. All right, that's... LVP, <laughs> least valuable. <laughs> you know, before extended, I would say Boromir because he uh, said stuff sure, back. Sure. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> Who would be the least valuable? Do you want to hear mine? Sure. Yeah. Give me Legolas. <laughs> I, I get don't his remember tiny ass. his little skinny little ass. I don't remember if this is true or not, but the the joke is that like all the reshoots were just like, oh yeah, Legolas is in this movie. We should put some scenes in with Legolas. He's just hanging. He's just there He's to just defend there. his boyfriend's honor. Exactly. He's just there to be like, you put some respect on Aragorn's name. Yeah. Which is a gallant thing to do. But okay. Yeah. yeah. I think like he doesn't, if he weren't there, the movie wouldn't change. True. Gimli... True. You could make the argument, but he I think he's there to be, like, to be a counter. Like, we've seen elves. Legolas isn't new. Gimli is like, there's the, another. There the are only so dwarf many, we meet, right? Uh, there's his friends at council, but yeah, that's the only oh, yeah. alive dwarf that we <laughs> really hear from at all. Uh, so he's there to be like, yes, this is a grounded world. There are other races. Like, there has been a lot of infighting and a lot of, like, tension mm. around this council. Yeah. Yeah. So, sorry, I mean, Legolas. I was going to say Gimli. Be- mm. Just because, and th- this could be me thinking of the entire trilogy. Sure, you gotta rein it in. Uh, but I, I feel like there's a bunch of this in this. Every idea he has is bad. <laughs> yeah. Like every. But he doesn't know no, that. I don't know. But <laughs> he's a man of action. He sees a just every opportunity. He does the thing and then gets lectured it. about it. Yeah. <laughs> Can't break the ring. D- shouldn't go through more. Air. Yeah, it's all bad. Yeah. Don't, he's just there to piss off everyone they meet. Like he, <laughs> I feel never like there's said a good thing when meeting someone. There's a name for this, but there's the character that you write into something to show what the wrong thing to do is. Right? Like, sure. He's he some is kind just of foil, that character. Yeah. He's yeah. just a fucking loser. Can't do anything right. <laughs> Such a jerk. And I mean, we love him. Oh, but, yeah. in our hearts, yeah. <laughs> Sweet. Um, hottest. Oh, okay. Hottest in this movie. Is You're, there gonna be a follow up? Hottest. <laughs> Oh, they're all beautiful and wonderful. They are. Uh, hmm. I see now. Now that I know this is going to be for each of the movies, I have to pick yes, carefully. Yes. So even if there's somebody who I think is the hottest of the trilogy, I've got to decide that no, it's this it's movie. No, it's granular. Yes. Yeah. Because I mean, the thing that I want to say is Kate Blanchett. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but is does she look better in any of the other movies? But no, I think that this is the most featured she is. Yes. And there's a lot of shots of her just like staring like right at you. Yes. Just being like moi. Mm. Yeah. I'm going to say Galadriel. That's my answer. Yeah, I, that is my answer. And yeah. the thing I'm thinking of is just when we were talking about her sympathizing with Frodo. Yes. There's that scene that 
if I were Frodo, I'm picturing myself there just having the reaction of like she stops to for me to like respond to what she says, and I'll yeah. I would have that feeling of like I have no idea what she said. Uh, I yeah. just, all I can see are her eyes, and then she and smiled. How shiny her hair and is. Yeah. I'm just fighting to keep consciousness. <laughs> yeah, Frodo's like I. Did you want me to say something? I don't. I'm sorry. Can you repeat can everything you, you yeah. said since we met? I just you hear that loud honking whistling sound. <laughs> There's steam shooting out of my ears, I'm pretty sure. You can't see Something it. boiling a kettle. There. I can't <laughs> concentrate. Yeah, that's fair. So, okay. Uh, Galadriel, hottest in Confirmed. Yep. We agree with Gimli on this. <laughs> yeah. I love that. That's so cute. That's the beginning of the cultural exchange. <laughs> right there. It's when he's like, wait, I like that? <laughs> Question mark? Question mark. This has awakened something in me. Yeah, exactly. This is his like, oh, okay. One further question. Okay. Favorite tune in oh, this one. In this one. Ooh. <laughs> I'll have lots to say on the soundtrack in the next episode. Sure. But I, I do feel like it gets me really good. The first, when they like link up as the fellowship and they we have the triumphant yeah. theme for the first time. Totally. Because every other time that that like chord structure or that theme occurs, they don't quite get through it. And that's yeah. the, when you get there, that's really like, yeah. So satisfying. Yeah, it'd be yeah. that or the the Urukai, the mm. the big thumpy brass. Yes, um, the my Wheels of Industry yeah. <laughs> theme. Yeah. That one really works for me. Nice. I just love it. It's so goddamn blatty. I love the oh, brass yeah. on it so... Shout out to the bassoonists and the low brass <laughs> in this movie. Absolutely yeah. fucking working it. Yeah. 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 And I already know my answer for that for the next one. So, Ooh, yeah. That, yeah, that makes sense. Mine is, mine is Casa Doom. The, the like, oh. men's choir, mm. like, just insanely dissonant chords and just walls of sound and shouting, basically. Yeah. Like, you're not even really singing, and it's such a, like, this is dwarf music. This is, like, something is going wrong in Dwarf Town. <laughs> it's such a good picture painting. Oh, yeah, I, weird bit of trivia I know for some reason. that The Casa Doom music was picked up by like a bunch of sound libraries and it's in a lot of trailers for <laughs> other movies that they just use okay. it as a backing track for trailers. Do okay. They paid for it, so yeah. Yeah, sure, fuck it's it. Just really weird <laughs> thing nice. that I know for some reason. Okay. Uh, yeah, so that's... It's effective. It's yeah. funny, I can't think of the music there, but I feel like that it, it would be inseparable from it's, the yeah. scene. Yeah, I feel like saying favorite tune is maybe misleading because there's no tune. <laughs> it's not about that. <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll nice. throw some of it in. But. Nice. Yeah. Okay. Thank you for answering my questions. I look forward to seeing how this evolves. Thank you for asking those questions of me, and I agree. <laughs> <laughs> Let's part ways amicably for this episode. <laughs> and that's a good time for my final thoughts on yes. Fellowship, uh, if you don't mind me going first. Go first. This I love this movie for just the, the putting the team together aspects. Yeah. It's so great totally. on that. And the reason I like it a lot is because it's not like the usual putting the team together movies. Usually the putting the team together movies are like a Seven Samurai or an Ocean's Eleven where it's like, we need to get Greg Bank <laughs> Breaker, who's really good at breaking right, into right. banks. Yeah. We all know, and then it becomes the scene of convincing him to join or whatever. Sure, sure. This version it has is, to be this guy. We're all in the same room, so <laughs> we're just stuck and everyone's racist and weird. <laughs> I think most of the reason the group forms is because nobody trusts any yeah. other person in the group. Like, no, I'm going along. You're not going on your own. Yeah, gotta yeah. keep an eye on you. That's <laughs> true. And I love it for that. And then the movie isn't about the team coming together to flourish. The movie is about 
can the team just get, get shit their shit together together to walk down the street? <laughs> like it's. Have you ever tried to get nine people to go to yeah. the same place? Can Nicholas? they make a single decision? Yes. that doesn't suck. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. Too, I love too that. True. Yeah, yeah. The team coming together out of desperation. That's what I like. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. All right. They so don't, yeah, it's not noble or fun. It's not a choice. Yeah. And I think this is my favorite one of the trilogy for that reason, because I love that nice. that dynamic going on. Yeah. I respect that. It has good, like, setup energy. Yeah. How about you? What are you, your, I invite your final thoughts on The Fellowship of the Ring. My final thoughts. I think it's just, it's maybe the most perfect, like, setup movie yeah. ever made. I'm basing that on no quantitative evidence You've whatsoever. You've seen a few movies. You're, I've seen yeah. some movies. It's fine. <laughs> um, it just, it's such a, like, nothing that happens in Two Towers or Return of the King would mean anything. Yeah. Sometimes, you know, you could argue that, like, oh, there should have been The Hobbit before Fellowship mm. of the Ring. Sure, whatever. But without the Hobbit, Fellowship of the Ring still works. Without yeah. the Fellowship, you can't just start in Two Towers without showing these relationships building and the tensions that yeah. have gone into them and, like, why everyone is so... There's there's no... Fellowship somehow manages to bring together this, like, there was something before and there will be something after. And they, Some of you are on the way up, some yeah. of you are on the way down, and both are given to, like, everyone is given time to kind of develop that, and... Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's such a perfect... We're starting now. Yeah. You know? I like that. Yeah. It's good. <laughs> it's good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so now comes the time where we are going to take a fellowship to program a double bill or just a recommendation of, of a movie that we think you'd like if you like this movie. Yeah. Why don't you take us away on that? Oh, sure. I will start. So mine is just a recommendation. So you don't have to watch these two together. You can <laughs> if you want. I think it would be funny. D um, the very like high fantasy stuff and the adventure and the like, these are things that tend to be associated with like you know art movies or at least like <laughs> grandiose movies and movies that take themselves seriously sure. you know not art film specifically probably <laughs> but tend to be very like high on themselves um so not that this one is but so I'm going to take those elements, and here's a movie that you can watch if you like all of those things, but you don't want to have to sit through a bunch of pretension. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Again, not the Fellowship is. No. Just if you like the high fantasy elements, but you're sick of like hearing people make important speeches to camera Talk while the about, music swells. Yeah, yeah. And the specific lineage of a certain breastplate yes, exactly. or whatever. <laughs> Again, like you said, if you are just sick of hearing about proper nouns, <laughs> you should watch um, Time Bandits. Oh, yeah! Yeah, so... This is a movie from 1981. It's a Terry Gillum movie. At their heart, they are exactly the same. It's just a little dude going on an adventure in a yeah. fantasy world. Got um, a team with him. Yeah, yeah. Got a team of like, who are these people? Where'd they fucking come from? <laughs> um, it's just like a perfect starter for kind of younger film lovers. Mm. Um, it's got some really cool filmic language in it. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of the stuff they had to make on their own. There's that same like love of creation and of creativity yeah. and going into both of them, right? Very inventive world and production of that world. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So it's it's almost like, it's it's almost hard to talk about the plot of Time Bandits because it's so simple, but it, <laughs> it really is just like a kid gets swept away by mm. a group of travelers who turn out to kind of be pirates, like, you know, thieves, and they just meet different characters along the way and they defeat the bad guy. Yeah. And it's just, like, real perfect for 
enjoying some of that fun stuff about fantasy without the serious stuff. Nice. So yeah, that's my recommendation. I think you should watch Time Bandits if you liked Fellowship and like adventures. Yeah. On film. That is a great, like, yeah, solid adventure time. Yeah, yeah, totally. Fantasy adventure. Good stuff. Yeah. What about you? What would you recommend or pair? I, uh, well, do either or. Um, I'm going for another movie that's built on the big team-up idea that I mentioned. Nice. Uh, but where it's uh, forced companionship okay. team up uh, as opposed to anything calculated anyway i was trying to think because we always uh, look through the lens of like trying to bring art to trash or trash to art and i don't know which way around this would be i think that this would be like a somewhat artier pick if only because of the pedigree that goes along with it okay um i'm going to pair this with a movie called dragon inn from 1967 uh, oh, by king who sure okay which it's kind of like uh, a very early wuxia movie. So it's not fantasy, but it is fantastical. Like, there's a lot of... Yeah. We don't talk about the fact that what they're doing is basically magic sometimes. It's just uh, presented as normal, yeah. but not referred to as magic or whatever. Yeah, yeah. and okay. it, it's it's got this thing of, like, it's, it has to do with Chinese history and political machinations and such. But the kernel of it is there's this in on, like, a border where a, yes, um, an army is amassing. And... Yeah, to, to try and find some fugitives. Yeah. And a lot of travelers come to this inn, and all of the travelers wind up teaming up to fight against the Imperial Army. Yeah. But it, they all they all suspect each other, though, for the first, like, couple acts, and then they sort of figure out what they're doing. And there's still, like, discovery of the team as they go along before they, like, ultimately team up. Uh, to There's varying levels of naivete to yeah. some people are like, yeah, we'll be friends. And some people are like, okay, so they're three steps ahead of where I am, yeah. you know? <laughs> and they mentioned this person. Does that mean that they like them or hate them? Yeah. And, oh. Why would they know this person? Yeah. There's a lot of beautiful walking around the wilderness. It's a good time. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I love that. Yeah. yeah. I would consider that the, like, if you, if you like the high fantasy stuff and you want to go a little artier with it, definitely. Yeah. yeah. That's what I was thinking. Because it, it is a, like... It's not that you have to do homework, but it is a bit of, like, uh, the politics of ancient China. Okay, what would be going on? (laughs) That's that's easily (laughs) snapshotable, right? (laughs) But you also don't have to know about it. You'll you'll pick it up. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And if you are to double-build these, let's call it Room at the Inn. (laughs) Aw, yay. I hope... uh, Dragon Inn is a big fave of mine, too, so I I hope that uh, this... You should check it out. Somebody checks it out based on this. Yeah. The first step on our journey. Now. Yeah, that will do us for this, you know, the first step of Jan Urukairi. Urukairi. <laughs> Jan Urukairi. <laughs> That's pretty good. Okay. <laughs> I go feel that. insane. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so please uh, follow us on the old social medias. You can find us at Gartridge Pod on Twitter and Instagram. Aaron, where can people locate ye? Uh, me am at Macklebase on Twitter, M A C L E B A S S, if you would like. Always down to chat. Yeah, and me am at uh, at Dick R Navis, D A C K R Navis. Uh, and uh, throw us a rating on your podcast platform of choice. Spotify has just introduced ratings. So. Yes, and we will absolutely trade and or provide ratings in return. I oh, know it's a podcast eat podcast world out there. Marketplace? It's not really. <laughs> Everyone is very nice. But Bartering? Yeah. yeah. Say if you want some stars. We got stars. We'll give them out. I don't know what to do with them. We got so many stars. Yeah, so many friggin' stars. <laughs>
Why am I from Like Greece? this movie is Aww. full of stars. <laughs> and we're out. <laughs> <laughs> yep, and I hope you will join us on our next step in Januarikairi. Nice. Okay, you got through it in one go. <laughs> so come on back for another pile of garbage. Thanks, y'all.